0: Welcome to Business Matters with host Rob Capello, a podcast where we open the conversation on what matters for business. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Business Matters presented by Valley First, a division of First Rest Credit Union. My name is Rob Capallo, and I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Dow Media Group. Today we welcome Anthony B. Rudy to Business Matters. Anthony is the founder of Orchard Park Properties as well as the founder and president of Venue King's Ticket Brokers and in your spare time you're a basketball coach.
0: <laughs> we do a little bit of basketball, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> co-founder of uh, Orchard Park with Apriano uh, O'Meola as well, yeah.
1: Uh So you got a lot on the go. Um, From ticket sales uh, to building, what I read is the tallest tower in the BC interior, you have a lot on your plate. So thank you so much for joining us today and looking forward to our discussion. So thanks for taking the time to to hop on the call. So Gladly, anytime. So before we jump into real estate, um, I'm intrigued to learn a little bit about Venue Kings and then we'll talk about the tower that we see behind you in the picture. Um, So Venue Kings to simplify, you buy and sell tickets for concerts and sporting events. And I'm wondering, how did you get into this business? Like, how did that all start and come about?
0: Yeah, I started with the Grizzlies uh, back in 2002. It was the last year the Grizzlies were in town. Um, I was in high school, uh, wanted to go to games, never really had any money. So we, we got groups together. There was an ad for 50% off. So I got a bunch of groups together, um, got a bunch of friends to go. And then I would break even on all the games, but i get a free ticket. So that was kind of cool. And then the last game, nobody wanted to go. So I had these extra tickets and it was Steve Francis coming back to Vancouver after uh, demanding a trade from the Grizzlies the year before. And so it was a big ticket, but for whatever reason, all my friends were busy. And so I called one of the guys who used to buy tickets for me when I had leftovers and he offered me $40 for a $28 ticket. And I was like, Oh, he just offered me more. (laughs) And so I told him, give me 45 and they're yours. And he said, sure. And then I said, do you want any more? He said, sure, I'll take whatever you got. Called uh, the lady at the team. She gave me another 20. I, uh, before he knew it, I was making 17 bucks times 35 tickets and I was rich. So that was, uh, that was the beginning of the whole thing.
1: And so you've... Um... You, it, I would assume it's a fairly competitive space or am I wrong? Like I hear the, you know, the big the most,
0: the most competitive. Yeah. Very extraordinarily competitive in, internationally. Um, 95% of our business is in America. Uh, so uh, we're dealing with very well-funded, very competitive, technology savvy, very sharp people. So what makes you different? I mean,
1: because you're successful from what I see. So how did you, how did you, you know?
0: Yeah. Technology. We, we, we went heavy into technology at an early, um, time in the company. We, um, well, our processing capabilities was good. We invested in some technology companies down in the States at the, at the right time. And then we, we were, we were good pickers. We picked the right teams and we, you know, I, I know I've known a lot about sports for a long time and we've done, we've picked the right teams quite a bit. So, you know, it's, uh, it, it it's, it's just, you just got to find a way to grind it out and stay efficient. And, you know, obviously pandemic's been tough, but we're starting to see America opening up again. And so we're starting to get a lot of action. So it's been good.
1: So that was that was my next question is how, the last 12 months, like uh, you sit in the corner going, what the heck's going on? You got a business where you're selling tickets for concerts and sporting events and there's no events going on. So what what, what did that all, you know, how did Yeah, they-
0: I mean, uh, God bless America. They actually have stayed open there. We, we still sell a lot of tickets in America. Um, Next, next, next coming week, we'll have our first big sporting event with full capacity down there. Um, We probably won't have uh, fans in events till like 2036 in Canada, probably. But uh, in America, they're open and they're ready to go. And so we're we're starting to see quite a bit of pickup. And obviously, it hasn't been uh, fun the last little bit. But um, you know what? It just makes you tougher and you got to you got to fight through it and figure it out. What event is it
1: that's full capacity? What's-
0: Texas Rangers uh, uh, baseball will be full of capacity. And then Canelo Alvarez is having a fight with 60,000 um, in May. And then uh, UFC is fighting in Jacksonville with full capacity. So uh, you're getting a little bit of everything. And they'll, you'll see baseball. Uh, baseball will lead the way. Uh, you'll, you'll see probably a dozen baseball teams by the end of April that'll probably start doing full capacity will be my guess. Right. Interesting.
1: So you're president, so we're of that, not even allowed
0: to play baseball,
1: whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here it's a whole different ballgame. Um, so you're president of Venue Kings for 11 years, over 11 years. You got a successful company. You wake up one day and you say, I'm going to build a three tower development in Kelowna. Like, how did that come about? Like, where did, where did that come
0: from? Yeah, no, it's a little, little bit more complicated, <laughs> but uh, right idea. So uh, you know, um, uh, through my real estate agent in, in, uh, in Kelowna, Dino Genie, uh, and Luigi works with them. Um, over the course of three years, we put together, uh, the lots there. Um, we had originally targeted something on Bernard, but the city said, you know, they didn't really want to develop Bernard and it was, it wasn't really a focus. So they said, try something over there as kind of a joke. I think probably they were probably laughing at me in the back, but, um, we then, you know, the August family uh, had been in that location for about 40 years and they put their stuff up for sale. Um, we purchased it and then slowly accumulated it. And then, you know, just it's timing. We we put it all together. We've, I've, we've always had a, a vision of building something there and, and finding the right thing. And so uh, I partnered up with Apriano, uh, who's got a history of building uh, lots of high rises in Vancouver in uh san diego in los angeles yeah. um he, he bought in and and you know we're going full steam ahead we brought on local marketing company ace marketing um they they have a huge history of of uh selling colonna real estate um yeah. and i've known them for a really long time because they used to do it in north Bend as well where i live yeah. and so we kind of put the whole package together when we, we knew we needed something spectacular. So we built 43 we're going to build 43,000 square feet of amenity space. It'll be unparalleled in the area. And then on top of it, we're building the highest building in the city, um, between Surrey and Calgary. So, you know, we needed something special here. The city deserves something special here. And, and uh, we, you know, the counselors gave us the green light to, to get going. And we've been going full steam ahead, you know, every single day since. So the development we're talking about is Water Street by the park.
1: That's the name of people that are tuning in. And um, what stage are you at right now? Where, where where are we at with the whole development? What stage are we at? Yeah, right
0: so now? we're we're hoping to go on sale um, you know in the next you know month or two kind of deal. We're we're pushing it as, as hard as we possibly can. Uh, we have our development permit, or sorry, yeah, and then we're working towards our building permit. Okay. We're uh, you know, finalizing all the details, getting the pricing done, floor plans, all that stuff. It's pretty much all done. We're, we're grinding it all together. We're rebuilding the sales center. We're going to do it right on the August Motors lot there down on the site, uh, redoing the entire area. So that starts the transformation of the area. And mm-hmm. we're we're going as fast as humanly possible to get this thing done at, at a highest quality level possible. And, you know, our signups at waterstreetbythepark.com have been through the roof. You know, people told me No one in Kelowna would buy this. And the exact opposite has been true. Uh, People in Kelowna have just, they've been like, because they know the people in Kelowna are the ones who know this is the best location in the city if you do it right. If you build the right spot, it's right there. It's close to the water. You're one block from the park. You're one block from the water. You're one block from Bernard. You got got all the things that you could possibly want. It's not like they're building, they're not going to let you build a gigantic high rise at the bottom of Bernard. So... This yep. is the closest you're getting with the, with what we're building. And it's going to be something that people will remember forever.
1: Who, who do you see as the buyers? Are, are, is it investors? Is it young couples, right-sizers? Like what, what do you see in the mix?
0: Honestly, we've seen it all. Um, you know, one of the things people told me is nobody wants three bedrooms. Well that couldn't be further from the truth. Our three bedroom interest has been through the roof because people see that the views are coming. But the picture yeah. behind me is is a side angle of a three bedroom overlooking the water with the bridge. We have one side of the three bedrooms is overlooking the bridge with the water. The other side is overlooking the marina with the water. So you, you can't lose. It's just winning on both sides there. So we've got that there is investors obviously. People, you know, investors want the one bedrooms, the two bedrooms. But we're even seeing some investors say they want the three bedrooms. So we're we're seeing a little bit of out of town stuff, we're seeing a little bit of in town stuff, we're seeing across Canada. Um, our social media campaign is really, it's, it's taken off pretty, I think, uh, it'd be tough to live in the area and not have seen something on social media. If you go on there, um, we're hammering it pretty good. And, and the signups have been through the roof and, you know, I, I think there's a chance that we're going to run out of units. There's just not going to be enough of them for the amount of demand that we have right now, because, you know, Kelowna's is on fire and, and people want to move there, right? The word's getting out that Kelowna mm-hmm. is not, it's not a, you know, like somebody told me this little city and I said, you know, it's, I hate to break it to you guys. Uh, you got yeah. the fastest growing community college in the country. You've yeah. got one of the fastest growing universities in the country. You've got one of the fastest growing airports in the country. You've got the best wineries in the world, in the world. You've mm-hmm. got uh, a beautiful Lake, which, you know, you've got four seasons, which people want the seasons. You've got like, I just keep going. Like I how long you got. So realistically um, people, it's not it's not a small town anymore. People are coming in droves. They want to they want to come and they need somewhere nice to live. And we're essentially offering people a resort style living experience in a nice, trendy high rise down in the downtown core. That's the other thing. People do want to live downtown. You know, yeah. The narrative is that historically that's not what people have been about in Kelowna. But these people are coming from Toronto. They're coming from Vancouver. They're coming from Abbotsford. They're coming from Surrey. Are coming from Calgary and they want to live downtown. They want the they want the life of walking around the city. They want to walk. They want to bike, and they want the amenities. We've got you know every golf simulator, workout room overlooking the lake, a pool twenty uh, you know three sixty five days a year, mm-hmm. uh, you know workspace, everything, anything you could possibly think of. Dog run. We you know everybody cares about their dogs. You know mm-hmm. so we've got we gave them a place for that. So. Anyway, I, I I can keep going. As oh, well. I love it! I love it. <laughs> where where are
1: you at with price? Like, do you know where the starting at pricing will be, or is that still in the works? We're yet? looking
0: at the mid three three hundreds in the in the three hundreds for starting pricing. So very reasonable. We're not mm-hmm. we're not hammering people over the head on this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, if you want the penthouse, you're going to have to pay for that. But uh, if you if you just want to get in the building. I think we've got an opportunity for a lot of people to be able to get in here, but pricing's not out yet. We're, we're hoping that'll be up in the next, you know, let's call it the next little bit. I'll say a little bit. And it
1: all takes time for sure. So do you
0: have a connection to
1: Kelowna or are you visited? By, where, where? Yeah. I
0: mean, realistically, I'm, I'm, my family's done Peachland for, you know, um, okay. since I was a little kid, we'd go camping. Uh, Kelowna visits from, yeah. you know, Kelowna is is extraordinarily well known with people from the lower mainland, right? We all, we all know about Kelowna. We've all been to Kelowna. We've all done Kelowna uh, because it's fun. It's enjoyable. The summers are fantastic. The winters have the beautiful mountains. So I've been doing that my whole life. Same with Apriano, right? He grew up, you know, down by the water, coming down here, hanging out, um, you know, so the two of us are very connected with the city. Um, And then recently, you know, I came, I remember right when they redid the the waterway and Mm -hmm. they they read they put you know the cactus in there Mm -hmm. they put the nice place where people go skating right in the middle there in the winter the you know and the it just it just i was just like oh my goodness this is this is the place to be and then when the university came you know we've got a big announcement coming with the university and Mm -hmm. and we you know the university came i think it just totally it totally just skyrocketed everything because when you can take a UBC degree and then you can also add an affordable cost of living of Kelowna and you can add, uh, the, you know, the number two unemployment city in the country, in the whole country. So people can go to this university and they can get a job right away and they don't have to pay $7 million for a house. You know, it, it, uh, it becomes very attractive very quickly. And so as somebody from the lower mainland, I've always known about it. And now we can share it with the world interesting
1: so i mean i think i know the answer but there's a lot of there's a few new developments that are happening in, in the market in the okanagan do you feel like you know there's going to be too much product or is it just because there's so many eyeballs that people look in the okanagan you can't build fast enough and not enough
0: <laughs> yeah it's not i mean realistically um re, you know it, people love to say there's too much product there's not any even close it's not even it's not even a you know, you look at what's happening right now, people are bidding on housing uh, and they're losing to 12 other buyers, right? Like there's, there's there multiple bids on stuff. Uh, the apartment um, market is gonna heat up here pretty soon. Yeah, You're gonna right. see a lot of action with the apartments. Um, they've already started to go up, but realistically, if you look at downtown core, <clears throat> close to the water, we're the only people. There's nobody else that's doing mm-hmm. what we're doing. Are people building at the end of Bernard at the back there? Yeah, for sure they are. Do they have some nice stuff? Absolutely. Are they a block from the water? No. Um, you know, there's some other product coming, you know, in, in other parts of town. And that, those are great, too. But for us specifically, we're right there in the heart of it. And so we think that'll be a big differentiator for sure.
1: So one thing I found unique is I was looking, you know, there's what makes you guys different. And you've listed off lots of reasons. But the, well, the one thing that really stood out was really neat. You mentioned there's going to be 566 bicycle parking stalls. And that really caught my eye. Where did that idea come from? Like, where does that like the, I understand it's the walkability of being downtown, but where did that come from?
0: I, you know, pe- people need a place to put their bikes. Um, we we think that area is perfect for a nice bike ride along the water. We yeah. think people will want to, you know, whether it's uh, skateboarding or uh, biking or you know, rollerblade. I'm a rollerblade guy, so oh. you know, whether it's a rollerblade, whatever it is, people are going to want to get around that area. And so they need places to keep their bikes and they need a place to keep them safe. And so we've got, you know, security, we've got uh, safety. We wanna make everything uh, about safety. And so we've done that. And then we wanna make it about accessibility and and movement and people need to move around. And and I think as Kelowna, you know, that's the big challenge for Kelowna going forward is finding ways to, uh, you know, transit, having people use transit, getting people out of their cars, and not have to drive it. or making it easy for people to get out of their cars because one of the things is your car is easy so can we make it easy for people to do something else instead so bikes was a natural thing and and uh it's a, it's a good spot for sure yeah i love
1: it um i've been seeing a few of the renderings like the one behind you and other ones and it's just it's stunning like i love the, the the look how involved are you in the design like i'm wondering how do you leave it to the experts or are you kind of involved in that side of it as well
0: yeah, no, uh, Operano and I are right in there every every step of the way. Um, we had our architect the other day. He told us, uh, he asked us if we would ever just like leave him alone and go golf. <laughs> and uh, we said, no, There's we're not golfing right now. We'll golf later. We got to build the buildings first. So yeah. no, we're, we're in there right away. We're picking all the different things. We're finding all the little details. Um, you know Whether it's you got to move this wall or you got to move that wall or what type of kitchen are we using? I've been to every sales center in this town um for other buildings to kind of see what what the go-to stuff is what people like you know i've, go, I've googled my google is if, if it ever got tired it would be for me looking up different buildings um so we we've uh between Apriano and myself we've we've gone out of our way to be very detailed approached on this one so do you have any history in
1: that sort of the real estate side like personally or like so what did, like what- Obviously, Absolutely. Literally. So
0: ever since I was a little kid, my brother uh, used to make me read real estate books when I was like twelve. Mm-hmm. So I've uh, I've been I've been a aficionado for my entire life, you know. And I, I bought my first apartment at like nineteen, started buying up real estate locally here, um, and then you know the opportunity in Kelowna presented itself, and and I knew it was uh, going to be the future. And it kind of it kind of happened a little faster than I thought it would, but it's always been a, a dream to do something like this. Uh, Apriano, on the other hand, has also been doing it since he was 20, but he's been building them for other people. And so now this is his opportunity to build for himself. And so we bring the expertise of marketing that I can bring to the table from our other businesses. We bring his expertise of building. We put it all together and we think we have a fantastic opportunity here.
1: So where does this entrepreneur spirit come from from you is it family is I mean you've got I mean there's there's a you know we talked about venue kings now this and I'm sure there's other things that you know you you're you're got on the go where does that come from
0: I, I think it's just the way you grow up I mean you know um my my dad was a welder my mom took care of us you know we don't we didn't really have yep. you know everything but you had an opportunity to create something right I think as, as an immigrant you come your parents come to the country and they, their job is to provide an opportunity for the kids to go do something. And so, you know, both Al and myself, our families came over here and now it's our job to actually do something. And so um, I was born in North End, but, you know, it, it's still, you got that mindset and you got to, you got to challenge and attack it's your sport. You know, I've, I've been, I've, you know, you mentioned earlier, I coach basketball and, you know, I, I played basketball when I was in high school. And so you, you get competitive and then com- competition. The best competition is business because in business, there's a scoreboard. And so uh, on everything. And so that's kind of how we I kind of got here. Interesting. So
1: what has the past year taught you? I mean, I know you've gone through, everyone's gone through uh, and, and are going through with obviously with the announcements yesterday, too, is that um, what has it taught you about your business and yourself? Like, what have you learned from the last 12 months?
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, it hasn't been hasn't been easy or it hasn't been fun. I mean, we were we, our council meeting. We I was on the docket for the only council meeting in like the history of Kelowna that got pushed. <laughs> like, and it's because two days before the council meeting, um, they banned all gatherings, even for city council and city hall. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that was a very stressful time because I thought we were ready to get approval, and this is obviously a really big deal for for us. Yeah. Um, and so that got pushed a month. And it was an emotional toll. And, you know, um, being told you can't do your job anymore. You know, we didn't do anything wrong. We, we, we've won going to Canada's fastest growing companies five years in a row. Like we're, we're doing fine. And then the government says you're not allowed to do your business anymore. And so you have to adapt. And so that, that was something that we kind of did. We started you know, finding different things that we could sell. We were playing around with stuff in the office. We find different things that we could flip. We're, you know, cleaning out. We moved into a new building. And then for me personally, I just had, we had a baby in in, uh, in May. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's honestly kept me sane because he, he keeps, he keeps me busy and it's, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a fun little guy. So um, I think, I think a combination of everything has created the opportunity that we have. And so um, it's led us to this moment. And then, you know, it looked real bad there to sell real, you want to sell 650 units in the middle of COVID, it didn't look like a great thing. Um, mm-hmm. But then the interest rates got dropped dramatically. And we've seen uh, people want to get out of the big cities and they wanted to go to uh, more up and coming cities. And so that's what we have here right now. So right now, it went, in the last six months, it went from the colonial market is absolutely dead to the Kelowna market is absolutely on fire and and it couldn't have been any polar opposites. And so, so that's kind of uh, the resiliency you have to have in those bad moments. Hopefully it leads you to some positivity in those good moments. So what is it for
1: you? What do you feel is the biggest struggle for you today? Like what's, what what's the hardest thing from your day to day for you right now?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not really, I think resiliency is probably staying resilient. I'm a pretty resilient guy though. Like I've never really gotten anything the first time I've tried. I've never really been successful right away. I've, I've uh, It's been failure after failure and eventually leads to success. Um, so for me, I'm a pretty resilient person just naturally from the amount of failure I've had. But I mean, let's be honest, this is, this is uh, it's time we, you know, it's a, it's been it's been a lot for a lot of people. I think I think uh, mental health probably needs to come to the forefront for a lot of these cities. I think cities need to take mental health a little more seriously. I think it needs to be a focal point. I think people need to um, lend a helping hand. You know, we just had a tragedy in North Bend uh, a couple of days ago, and they the first thing they did was they uh, allowed people to go get uh, counseling, and I think that's one of the huge things we need. I think having somebody to talk to having somebody to communicate, I think a lot of that stuff is is a big deal. So that's kind of, you know, I think I think that's I think that's something that's important. No, it's fair. I'm going to take a little bit of a sidestep and
1: come back and ask you a last couple more questions, but just want to get to know a little bit more, park the business side. But um what does a day in the life of Anthony look like? What is, what is what does your day look like? You got a lot on the go, new dad, business is a big development. What you know, busy guy. So what is it? Yeah, we had
0: basketball practice this morning. Uh you know, woke up, hung out with the baby for a little bit, went to practice, got to the office, going through emails, had a had a meeting with Goldberg floor plans before we got on the phone with you guys. Um there's a fire down the street, like it's just chaos, really. If you want to talk about it, it's pretty much chaos. Just and you just kind of just go to the next thing. I mean, it's like um, I gotta get better using my calendar. Um, I think using the calendar is probably something I need to, I need to master a little bit better. Um, I'm at like a two out of 10 on calendar usage. So we got to get that up to like an eight or a nine out of 10. Um, but no, listen, it's just, you can't get overwhelmed. It's just one thing after another. You just got to find, you got to find the next thing and you got to figure it out and then on to the next one.
1: What's a, it, it doesn't sound like you probably have many days off, but if you, if you snuck away from work, what is it, what's your favorite thing to do from a day off?
0: I'd love to go on vacation. I I mean, usually we go down to sporting events all the time. Obviously it's been my career for the last, you know, 12 years, you know, we've done sporting events. You know, my wife and I, we travel quite a bit, you know, we're obviously not allowed to travel right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you know, whether it's a weekend in in LA or something like that, um, from our business, I got a lot of credit card points, so <laughs> we mm-hmm. we use some of those. And um, but no, honestly, I, I I like the chaos. You know, coaching keep, keeps me fresh. Kid keeps me fresh. Wife wife keeps me fresh. You know, it's like never ending. It's just one thing after another. It's fun if you enjoy the chaos. It's actually kind of enjoyable.
1: Yeah, I love living chaos in business. Actually, I think it's great. What's your favorite place you ever visited? You like to travel? What's your what's what's really stands out for you? A place
0: how, Okay. Yeah, I like Hawaii. It's nice. It's warm. It's the one place I go to and uh, I don't need to leave. I'm usually pretty good to come back real quick from somewhere, but Hawaii, you just go there and it's like, you can stay here for a bit.
1: With, with um, the announcement Master, they can't go in, in, in dine in restaurants. So let's give some shout outs to your favorite. What's your favorite restaurants in Vancouver? If you had to go grab dinner tonight and take it home, or where would you go?
0: Yeah, you know, so like uh, my favorite restaurant just got shut down, actually, um, because they can't they don't have a big enough patio area, Chardino, downtown Vancouver. Um, it's, it's probably, you know, it's my favorite place. They don't have they don't have room to put it. You're not going to put it in the middle of the street um you know nook down by where i live uh there's a great little pizza place nook they do great stuff i they they can do a little bit of a patio and the, hopefully the cities allow people to expand their patios but i mean people don't appreciate like the stuff is expensive like what, what, what you want me to where do you want me to find these plastic barriers and these these wood frame things and you're going to need to build this out and it's like then you need to get a permit for this you got to get a permit for that before you know it it's like 100 grand it's two hundred thousand. so it's yeah. like what do you want me to charge for this pizza? This is not a $95 pizza, guys. You know, so it's like it I think our inflation, you know, people talk in America about inflation right now, you know. Um, I think we're bumping inflation like crazy just by adding all these extra costs to every single business. And I'm sure you guys see it, you know, you you guys interview a lot of businesses, but like the the extra cost. And I think, you know, that's one of the things that makes Kelowna special, you know. And I, I said this in my in my council meeting. The people that work at the city of Kelowna, they're they're fantastic people. And, And what they are is people who actually are invested in the city and they actually live here and they actually stay at the job. You know, like the people I was dealing with at the city, they've been there for 10, 20 years and they like their jobs. They actually enjoy what they do for a living. And so what happens when you get that instead of what you have in some other cities is they actually want to make things work and they want to help you. And they want to do it so that because they know that if you do your job, that their community is better. And so, you know, Kelowna is in a unique spot where you have some very good people at City Hall and you have some very good people on council and you have some very good people in the planning department. And it really does make it so that you can keep an affordability level. You know, there was a there was a thing that came out. Um, I was listening to Mike Campbell uh, on, the, on the radio and he, he went through the different um cities and what it costs to build something and get something approved the other day and Kelowna and and Victoria were the two most affordable places to build Mm -hmm. and so because of that ironically it's weird how this happens if you make it easy and affordable for people to build Kelowna and Victoria are getting the most people moving there because people want to get out and they want to go somewhere where they can enjoy themselves so that's one of the reasons I think you know Kelowna's done very well.
1: Before we sign off, I do I do want to ask you about your involvement with basketball. I see that you run a program called – or are involved in a program called BK Basketball. Yeah. Um, you coach as well. It's a non-for-profit basketball club. Uh, can you talk
0: about how that program helps athletes? Absolutely. So when I was growing up, basketball was like $80. Yeah. Okay. It, was, it wasn't $8,000. It was $80. And you would pay the $80, bucks and then you would go, and it would be fun, and it would be it would be cheap, and you could actually play. And no one was really turned away. So even if you didn't have the 80, you could do it. So when we started, you know, making a little bit of money, I I wanted to give back to the community. And my dream was always, let's create a program where we don't have to charge for stuff. We can just give it to people and we'll get some donations. And, you know, one of our big donors was Ani, another development company. Uh, They have great founders there at Ani, uh, great people. And so they, they chipped in. We had some local realtor, you know, our realtor, uh, Ralph McGlary, locally, he chipped in. We had a whole bunch of people chip in. And so what ended up happening was we could create this fantastic experience for kids, whether, we, you know, when we travel to Chicago, travel to Los Angeles, we travel to Oregon, we travel to, to all over the place yeah. and we could give kids the experience of playing at the highest level possible. And, and they didn't have to pay an arm and a leg to do it. And so we kind of took that and we put it together and we found the best coaches. You know, there's a lot of politics in coaching, mm-hmm. um, just like there is in a lot of different things. And so my thing was like, uh, the only prerequisite is quality. So okay. if, if you're a quality coach, male, female, couldn't care less. If you okay. can coach, mm-hmm. we want you there because the kids deserve the best coaching. And so that's what we've done. We've kind of put together a coaching staff and of absolutely great people and they, they've come together and they help make our athletes better. So it's, it's a fun, it's a fun thing to do for sure. Awesome.
1: Well, Anthony, thank you so much for joining me. I know you're probably busy and you're, I know you don't use your calendar. You probably have something coming up real soon.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, for sure. But I appreciate you taking the time and, yeah. and, you know, people can register at waterstreetbythepark.com. Uh, we, you know, we've had an unbelievable response so far and I really appreciate you having us uh, to talk about it.
1: I look forward to seeing Water Street come to life and uh, thank you for joining me today. I really enjoyed the discussion. So um, have, have a great rest of your day and thank you for tuning in to Business Matters.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Matters with host Rob Capello. If you're interested in being on the show, reach out to us and join the conversation.